Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, what's up everybody? It is another episode of A Fistful of Collars here in the Flow Grappling Studio and once again we have a very special guest. Our guests, they keep getting bigger and better and you don't get many bigger than this man right here, the 2018 <laughs> IBJJF World Champion himself, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad, what's up? Welcome What's up, out. everybody? What's up, everybody? Here finally, right? Mm-hmm. Finally! We've Coming been talking up. about getting you down here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome to have you here. Let me, uh, let me ask you something. When was the last time that you were the one being interviewed on a podcast? Because this guy is a media machine. You have your podcast, you have your live, you have your YouTube channel, you have so much going on, right? Yeah, man, but I love, I love to be on people's podcasts, too. You know, I love to talk um, and help, basically. So, I don't know. I don't know when was the last one. Um, you were even doing interviews for us at Nogi World yeah. last weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did, yeah, we did this weekend. We did last weekend. Yeah, yeah, we did a little um, interviews for this weekend. They were a lot of fun, right? Ryan, you were filming those. They were really good. Yeah, right? Muhammad and I got to go around Nogi World. Got a Cyborg, got Bia, got Andre. Had a good time. It was fun. I got to watch. I didn't watch it yet, but it was fun. So, Muhammad, let's talk a little bit about your career in general then because uh you know you started off as just as a competitor but you were probably one of the first guys not to do the traditional uh monetization let's call it you know a lot of guys when it comes to business um they will just sell dvds or you know sell some t-shirts or something but you were the first guy to really sell yourself sell it like you as an image right I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Yeah, I never saw anybody do what you're doing before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my my thing was I wasn't thinking about this until lately. Uh, what happened was at first I didn't like Brazil, the Brazilians who come here, and I was talking. About, I was thinking about MMA back in the day that like a lot of Brazilians they come to America and they for some reason stop speaking Portuguese and just do their thing. I didn't understand that. Of course, then I moved here and I start I start being an adult, right? You have to pay your bills, you have to do your stuff. And then I was being that guy, you know, that I hated. I was like, man, I'm being the guy that I used to hate first. So how can I do both? How well, what can was I... it you hated? Like I hated I hated the fact that people are coming to America and now they teach to Americans and. They forget about Brazilians. Because mm. in my mind, I was like, man, if we all stay here, because back in the day, it was like, 
it was this little thing about like Brazilians versus the world, right? right? First, we went to Japan to Vale Tudo, and then eventually became UFC for MMA. And then I was thinking, man, if we all stay here, train together, we're gonna eventually get better, and nobody can beat us, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but now since you guys are going to America and teaching Americans. Like, we screwed up, you know, like, people now are going to beat us. And in my mind, that was weak. You know, I didn't understand the money part and anything. And then eventually I was living here. I blinked. Oh, my God, I'm living in America for, for three years, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, man, let me help people in Brazil, too, because it's not like being an athlete. It's not just, you know, being tough, training the mind, I mean, the body and whatever, going there and fight. It's not like that. You have You have a lot in here that a lot of people don't talk about. So we learn a lot every day about um, doing stuff mentally that's gonna give us the edge, right? And you so, never really had anybody talking about this either, I think, right? Yeah, and then I, I, kinda, I kinda started like sharing, but I didn't know too. Like I did a lot of stuff, but I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, so you used this to kind of help figure it out. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was talking about stuff that I didn't even know I was doing. And then eventually people start asking me questions that for me, it was so basic, so simple that I was doing for so long that I didn't even think about um, posting it. Hmm. And then people start, hey, man, what you do like for warming up? Like, how do you tape your fingers? Like stuff like that, that is, it looks silly for us that we're doing this for like five years. But for other people, it's, it's a big deal. Right. And then I was like, man, people really need like simple information, you know? And then that's when I stopped doing content for myself for like a world champion and I started doing for Muhammad 10 years ago. Ah. You know, I was like, man, don't do, like nowadays, every, every time I talk to somebody, hey man, I'm trying to do YouTube or whatever. I say, man, don't do content to yourself. Make it for you 10 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. because most people who are watching, like I don't have time to watch my stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I, if, if I, if I, I, I don't watch YouTube, I don't watch Jiu-Jitsu in general. Because I'm busy making my own thing. Yeah. So that's why I don't make stuff for myself because I know I don't have time to watch me. But maybe Muhammad, eight years ago, he's looking for something to watch, you know, for somebody who he admires and he wants to learn from that person. And that's when it, it's the most authentic as well, right? Because if you try to talk to somebody and you're always thinking, is that really what they want to hear? You know, you don't know, right? And you start, it actually, it disturbs, it interrupts the process. Mm-hmm. But if you if you talk to yourself, like exactly, exactly what you said, if you talk to yourself from a few years ago, and it's just like having a conversation with that one person, it can be one person, 10, per, 10, 10 people, a thousand people, a hundred thousand people, and they'll all feel the same thing. It's like you are talking to them. Not to everybody, just to them, right? Yeah, I think because that, that's I know, what people like about you, right? It yeah, feels because like they're I know, to you. I know the pain. You know, I know the pain. I know the hard part. I know the all, like everything. And the one thing that is authentic too is that when somebody talks to you and they're not trying to sell you anything, you know, like yeah. right. because a lot of people they start making stuff when they try when they're ready to sell you something mm-hmm. so they're gonna be like hey man you want to get better buy my dvd over here because you know i got this <laughs> stuff for you which is cool like that that's yeah, yeah. legit you know like i'm giving you my energy my time there is there is nothing wrong with paying mm-hmm. but with me i wanted to help brazilians to 
man, I want you guys to get here too, you know, and compete and get the visa, you know, and get through, you know, the, all everything that, that you had to do. Yeah, 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 you know, so I want to talk about all that because a lot of people think fighting jiu-jitsu is a, is a job, which is not. Like fighting jiu-jitsu is not a job yet. You know, the job is to teach. The job is to sell DVDs. The job is to teach seminars. Like very few people, I don't, like I don't think there is nobody who only makes money like competing and you know like everybody got all the sources of money like we all teach seminars we all teach classes you know so it's not as simple as people think and they think like oh man okay so i can't i want to win black belt world title so i don't have to work anymore no oh, no. no man that's no. when the work yeah. starts <laughs> you know so that that's something yeah. that i start you know educating people and it it, it it was nice man at first i didn't expect people to watch and then eventually i got to thousand subscribers i was like man I saw. I start thinking about man, like how can I put thousand people in my room, mm-hmm. you know, to talk, and then ten thousand. I was like, bro, ten thousand is like a is like a <laughs> basketball game, you know, like oh, is that a lot of people? Yeah. And then a hundred thousand. I was like, bro, that's like Maracanã, you know, back in the day. Yeah. I was like, bro, you know, so now one hundred and thirty something thousand people. Really? That's, that's how many you're at now? Hundred thirty? Yeah. Wow. Are you the then, first world champion to have like a YouTube play button? I think you gotta be yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was. And then Kina got it. Uh, Guy Mendes got it. Did right. you get yours first? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah but I think you so. know, I think it was me. Man, we we talk about you it. You almost got it, it right? I, I, we I got ours. I remember watching. No, I remember. I remember watching you back in BJJ hacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this guy, this guy had like a a, a a YouTube channel that I used to watch every single day, and oh. then I remember, I remember watching him. Like you had your stuff, uh, the guys Gracie Breakdown had their stuff. Mm-hmm. The guys Stefan too, and I remember watching. Like you had sixty six thousand people back in the day. I remember. I was like, man, I didn't even know sixty six thousand people trained jujitsu. Right. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a lot of people. And then eventually, people got to one hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand people just to subscribe on YouTube, which is like weird for me because I didn't even know people are there. You know, I was like, man, like, Lloyd have, have a lot of people watching him, too. So I'm kind of, man, that's interesting. It's huge, you know, man. Because we only do Instagram, which is cool, but it's another audience. It's another way to communicate with people. And since well, I'm... You found a really good community. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the the funny thing is that, like, it's not the same people. You know, like, I I have my instagram audience and then i have my youtube audience and sometimes i test them like i post something on instagram and ask them on youtube and they don't know what i'm talking about Mm. and sometimes i post something on youtube and then i ask on instagram they don't know what i'm talking about so it's two different groups yeah platforms and now i'm podcast too it's like some other people they're too busy to be sitting down watching something so, so let's talk about what you have. You have, like you say, you have your Instagram, you have your YouTube, you have your podcasts. And let's talk a little bit about what you do on each of those. Like, what do you do on your YouTube for people who don't realize? Okay, so on YouTube, I sit down and talk. Like, I try to run away from the polemic. How can I say that? In the drama. Yeah, like, uh, the the dro- like, some, like if Herbert Santos say something bad and everybody's talking about that to get clicks i try not to say that because i don't think that's useful for somebody who wants to get better so in my thing is that i'm gonna take a little longer to grow but my audience is gonna be only people who really want to learn so, so it's, it's more not, for like improvement yeah so it's, it's for them it's 100 it's 100 for them i don't it's not for myself you know i don't do anything for me 
Um, on Instagram, it's different. Instagram is more like uh, a, a window shopper, right? Like I'm putting my stuff in there so people want to buy, like I mean, um, sponsors or whatever. So Instagram is different. But now I have somebody doing my, um, they get my videos, they cut, they edit, they post on my Instagram. But I'm going to stop doing that because it's bad. I'm going to, like now, people don't know that yet, but I just created yesterday an Instagram only in Portuguese. Because oh. it's kind of bad for, you know, my audience, my sponsors, you know, to have me speaking Portuguese on my Instagram. So I created that thing yesterday. I, I, I think I... What's I, the account? It's mm -hmm. Motivacionale, but it's only for in ah. Portuguese, you know. So in English, I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep my, my big one in hybrid. It's so what, is, what does that mean, Motivacionale? Yeah. Motivation is normal, like motivation. And Ali is my name, you know. So, so it's I like a play. It's like a play yeah, in the words. Together, yeah, play with words. Um, yeah, and then I do Instagram for, you know, window shopper and whatever. And mm -hmm. podcast is, is more funny, you know, like I have like a, I start my podcast with use, useless stuff, you know. So I'm going to talk about um, like a funny music or anything that's useless, you know, right. like anything that's useless is going to be cool on that thing. And then I start, I start like that because I know I, I listen to podcasts too. So I know a lot of times when you start, you are usually getting in the car you know, getting something to eat or, or you're sitting down, you're getting comfortable. So I know the five, the first five minutes, you're not really paying attention. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I kind of start useless, like I say funny stuff and then start. And then I start talking, saying something more serious. You're usually going to go, what happened on the last weekend? You know, like this case, no gear worlds. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to have something to talk about, you know, teaching people, you know, or sharing them experience that I had. And that's gonna be it. Like for forty-five minutes every Monday, I I, I post my um, podcast. So I have podcasts, YouTube, Instagram. What else? Are you that's still it. doing Solchino on the YouTube? So yeah, I was doing a little. Um, so do you want me to to tell you how I started? Well, for people who don't know, first okay. of all, Solchino. What is Solchino? It was your. It was like the interviews that you would do. Yeah. And who did you have? You had like. Mendez Brothers, Fabio Cugel, who, who else? You had so many big names, oh right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Everybody. So, <laughs> man, Sotinho means, let, let, let's start from that. Like, Sotinho means, when you say, let's roll Sotinho, it's like, let's flow roll. You yeah, know? right. But that never happens. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> you end up trying to kill yeah, each other. Yeah, so. yeah, that's something that we don't believe, but we talk all the time, but we don't really believe. Um, and then, like, the first, my first guest was Fabio Gurgel, man. It's it was so crazy. Yeah, it was so crazy because I talked to Fabio very few times. And then one day, I don't remember how the conversation started, but he was like, man, are you ready to start your interviews on YouTube? I was like, I, yeah, I think so. He's like, what about Monday? I was like, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. But I didn't know how to do it. So that's how I had to start in two days. Had to start learning how about like OBS and all that kind of stuff. So then I started. Then my second was Malfasini, you know, which which is somebody that I love. Awesome, and then, time yeah. and then I had Andre Galvão, um, Gimendes, um, oh my God, literally everybody: Lucas Hook, Patrick Gaudio, Isaac Baez, uh, man, everybody, like mm -hmm. everybody, um, Cavaca, everybody. All it, the it, big it's names. It's so fun. Yeah. It's good that I learned too much, but then that one thing that is hard is that like. I'm fighter, and they are fighters too. So we are we always traveling. One, that's one problem. Second, it's hard to be consistent because 
we all fighters, you know, we all have stuff to yeah, do. Crazy schedules. And also, I thought, like, the way I was seeing is that, like, man, we all, we're always talking about the same stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. every single week, even though for the people, it's super cool, they love it, I was thinking that is not what they need to get mm-hmm. better, because, man, you you have enough, you have, like, 22 episodes, I think if you watch those over and over and over, you're going to learn a lot. But if I keep doing it, it's going to keep the same. It's going to stay the same. And also, a lot of fighters, they have a communication problem, which is hard. What do you mean? So they're not good at expressing what they think. So That's they're true. either going right. to replicate what I say. So I have to ask and answer myself. Right. You know, and, and I was like, man, like it, it gets hard because first, people are afraid to say what they really think. Sometimes they think something, but they're not going to say because they think it's going to look bad or whatever. You know, so when it's like nobody got to judge you if you think something different. So I was kind of, man, off the video, people say something. And then when we start recording, they, you know, they start saying everything like they like robots saying the same thing over and over and over. And I kind of didn't like that. I um, I want to do it because people ask me to do it all the time. But at the same time, it's hard because people don't say the truth, you know. Yeah, they need to work with you, right? I hey, yeah. we know the same thing. We interview you guys mm-hmm. all the time, and yeah. unfortunately, not everybody has the ability to to speak well in public or in front of the camera. It's it's tough. Let's go back a little bit then. When did you start doing that kind of thing? When, because the blue and purple belt, you really made a name for yourself a purple belt, right? You won Abu Dhabi World Pro. Uh, you went to America. And you took bronze at the worlds, right? No, I won worlds. One worlds. I, I got bronze at uh, Abu Dhabi. Right. Okay. Yeah, I got sorry, bronze at Abu Dhabi, and then I came here, trained for twenty days or something, and then I won worlds. So you started making a name for yourself when you were still a purple belt mm-hmm. and you really blew up when you were a brown belt and then of course you hit the black belt ranks and everybody knows who you are. But when did when did you start kind of uh when did you start becoming recognized and when did the media start talking to you? Man, it was funny because I'm because of my name uh, people are usually curious about, you know, they're like, what, who's that guy? Is he really Brazilian? Is he, you know? Mm. So that's something that is naturally starts something. You know, like people, when people get curious, they, oh, who's that? But what, what does he have that name? Is he a gringo? He's Brazilian? You know, when training with like a Brazilian, like American team, like, is he American? You know, like he, Brazilian guy living in Brazil to train from, to learn from Americans? That's crazy, you know? So, all that buzz made people curious about me. And then when they watch me competing, they think I'm, you know, like, whatever. And then when they talk to me, oh, man, you're nice. I didn't know you are that nice, you know. And then I'm like, <laughs> um, okay, like, I don't know what that means. You know, like, but that's how it started. Uh, when? I don't know, man. Like, a brown belt, it was a little, you know, it was, it was something already. I felt very, it was even bad for me because I felt very confident, you know, and that I had to pay that price for, you know, my first years as black belt but i think it was at brown belt brown belt that's when people started recognizing me and everything so you had to learn how to play the media game right because you didn't arrive at that point already knowing how to talk to the camera how to give good answers right something yeah. something new for yeah, you. yeah sure uh, I, I am very shy to be honest like really most people, really yeah most people don't know yeah most people don't know that but i i, I noticed that when I'm talking about jujitsu. I'm not shy at all. Yeah. Like when 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 I'm teaching, when I'm doing a seminar, I can talk because I'm very confident about jujitsu. And mm-hmm. 
but I had to talk to myself, you know, like, hey, man, <laughs> that's what you're doing, right? That's your job. You have to, you know, that like for every job, you have stuff that you don't like doing and you have to do it anyway. So I was thinking about my mom back in the day. My mom used to be, how do you call a diarista here? So just like a day worker. Yeah. You like know, so my take mom a little would, job yeah, here. She there. would go to people's house and clean it, right? So she would make very little money. Like we, we are, she raised us by making like two hundred and fifty dollars a month, you know. So how many? My, you and me, my mom, and my sister. Wow. You know, and then in my mind was like, man, I do stuff that I can make like three thousand dollars in a day, you know. But I won't do it just because I don't want to do it. You're like, no, that's that's not how it works. You can. You gotta do stuff that you don't like, you know, because it's your job, you know. So by looking at my mom, I was like, man, my mom didn't like to do all that, but she did because of us, you know. She did because she had to do it. And in my mind, I was like, man, I ha- I'm, I'm gonna have to learn stuff that I don't like doing, be- to, to, you know, to get my message out there. And also, I had a reason. I had a really strong motivation, which was helping people. You know, like by doing that, I was like, man, it's gonna be embarrassing. It's gonna look ugly, but it's for them, you know. Like if they if they make fun of me, I was like, man, I, I stopped doing this, you know. It's because it's for them. So because they people felt it, I think the audience felt, man, the guy's trying to learn something, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like when we get here, like I when I got here, I didn't speak no English. So just by trying, people appreciate you because you're trying, you know. You, oh my God, the guy the guy's struggling to learn the language to communicate with me. You know, so people appreciate that, I think. Mm-hmm. And No, I, you mentioned something there that's really interesting to me. i got to ask this. You mentioned that it's so important for you to help other people. Why? Why, why is it important to help other people when most athletes, are, we talked, spoke about this before, most athletes are selfish. And you need to think about yourself. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to become a champion. Why was it also important for you to make sure other people got some benefit too? I don't think it's important to everybody, but it's just important to myself. I think I think because a lot of people helped me, you know, like I, I remember when I started, I didn't want to start jujitsu because I knew I wouldn't have money to buy a gi. So then I went to a gym, I did I wouldn't have money to pay a gym too. So I went to a place, start training, and people always give me free gis. People always let me, you know, be on the seminars for free. Uh, I would, like, I, I remember my first my first and only seminar with Hicks on Gracie. I was working in the dark because I remember I wouldn't have I wouldn't have money to, to pay for the seminar. So I emailed the people, hey, man, like, let me work on the seminar. You know, let me be there. Let me be present. You know, I was blue belt, and then I started working. And then when I see that worked, I was like, man, it works. So you, you can do stuff for free if you work there. So I stopped doing that for every MMA event, every single stuff. So I kind of devel- developed that, man, I have to give it back. You were a I don't, hustler I then, don't know. Huh? I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. I did I did uh, a like, man, everything, for like, to be able to be on the thing. I even did a little cut, man, man. You know, like the little guy that put Vaseline on yeah, people's yeah. MMA? You were a cut I, man I, for I a have, little bit? <laughs> I, have, I have pictures. You know, because I didn't have money to go to the, the events, I would... Man, let me, you know, let me work. And the guy, man, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything for you to do. You can't, you know, put Vaseline on people, you know. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. How do I do that? Just put it here, there, boom. Okay, that's easy. And then I start, you know, watching the fights. So I could sit, first sit to watch the fights. So I'll be there, you know, doing that, those kind of stuff so to um, be able to 
do it. But why is it important to me? I don't know, man. Like at first, I thought, I felt that I, I owned something to, you know, to Brazilian people because they helped me. And there are a lot of Mohammeds out there, you know, still waiting for the opportunity. I know if you keep waiting for the opportunity, it, it might never come. But some very few people are working, but they still, even even if they work a lot, they won't get it because they need an opportunity. Some other people have the opportunity and don't work for it, but I know very few people got it, you know. So that's that's my thing. I was like, man, I was always looking for that guy. Mm-hmm. Let's you know. let's talk a little bit about the people who helped you then, because you mentioned it a few times now that Ooh. if it wasn't for the people who helped you, you wouldn't be here. You no. wouldn't be where you are. Let's take it all the way back, because you just mentioned there that you wouldn't have had the money to train jujitsu. You wouldn't have had the money to buy a gi. You wouldn't have had the money to come to America. You wouldn't have had the money to do anything. So let's take it way back. Like, who was the guy who first helped you train jujitsu? So. Yeah. So at first I didn't like jiu-jitsu. So everybody was inviting me to because I was always like that. I was always a friend that people wanted to, you know, be around. So now people are going to jiu-jitsu but I don't go with them. They're like, "Man, let's just go." You know, like and then I was like, "No, man, that thing is gay. I'm not going." <laughs> you didn't was, like jiu-jitsu. Oh my god, I was striking back in the day, you know. I was doing a little kickboxing. And then uh, everybody inviting me, inviting me. But there was one guy. There was one guy. I ended up fighting him in Brown Belt. Really? Yeah. There was this one guy that he was cool. Like, the way he dressed back in the day, he was, he, he used to work already. We all teenagers, and these guys, he's already working. He buys his own stuff. He buys his own clothes. He dressed pretty good. And I was always looking at him, but I didn't know he trained jiu-jitsu. But I see, but the guy, he, he always got nice girls, you know, he got nice clothes and everything. So I always look up to him. And then one day he like, hey, Mohammed, let's go to a jiu-jitsu tournament, man. I was like, what the fuck, you do that gay shit? <laughs> and then and then he was like, yeah, man, I'm going to compete. Let's go there. And then he, like, I got to the tournament. He won the tournament. Copa Novo Leblon, remember? Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very traditional and then, competition. And then he won blue belt. And as soon as I got there in his gym, a lot of people that used to go to school with me are there too. So I was like, oh, man, I know all these people. So I didn't want to train in my neighborhood. I used to live in Gardenia, you know, which is like a how – how can I say It's a suburb yeah, of Rio, it's right? Kinda, it's it's yeah, kind of far. A little yeah. favelinha, favelinha. Uh-huh. And then um, I didn't want to train there for some reason. I didn't want to let people know that I trained for some reason. I was like, no, man, I don't want to – let people know. It's because you're shy. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> a lot. And then yeah. he used to train at um, a brigadeiro, right, which is Baja da Tijuca, like a better neighborhood and everything. It's like, what, half an hour away, something like that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I start, I start going there, you know, and this guy, brigadeiro, he was the first one who opened the door for me. He was like, bro, as soon as you clean the mats, you can train here. You can, you know, get better or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a gi that this gi would rip Every single day. I was an old gi. Uh, oh, my God. So <laughs> I would have to go to the school and then go practice, go back home, sold the gi every day, every day, and and pray to God to last three rows, you know? And then eventually I got my blue belt, and then, I, like, the first my first new gi, I was almost a uh, purple belt. I was training forever, you know, and... I mean, eventually I got pants, you know, but uh, my first brand new gear was, you know, I was always almost purple belt. It was, 
I remember, still remember. So Christian, you would always get geese from other people, like yeah, hand, people, hand me yeah, guns, people, right? yeah, people would give me geese and everything. So the guy, he lives in Florida right now. If he watches, he's gonna remember. Cristiano Dantas. He was the one who taught me the lasso sweep that I still do. Oh yeah. And he was the one who gave me the, my first two brand new geese. It was a blue and white geese. He brought it from Australia. He was living in Australia. He went back to Rio. And he gave me those geese. So those are the people who helped me the first. Of course, my mom, you know, my mom gave me the examples, you know, like never quitting and all that came Hard from work. my mom. Yeah, that came from my mom. But like um, jiu-jitsu was, yeah, Rafael. That was the guy, Rafael Braga. He's still good. He still competes. He's super good. Um, and then we eventually f- we eventually fought you know, on Purple Belt. The, first, the same day I fought um, Lucas Barbosa the first time. I fought Rafael, and then I fought Lucas Barbosa. It was a bad day for me. Um, I won the tournament, but it was bad. Emotionally, it was bad because I look up to Hulk, you know, like growing up watching him. And second, this, the guy who brought me to jiu-jitsu, you know, and then I have to fight him to win a, a ticket to come to America. You know, so I was like, ah, I have to fight these people, you know. So it was, it was fun experience, but it was hard. So those are the ones who helped me. Like Brigadero, they really Hapa. got you started, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you got your blue belt from Brigadero. Brigadero. Uh-huh. Um, he's a De La Riva black belt. Too. He is. Yeah, Marcelo Brigadero. Uh-huh. He's an old school guy. No, no, no. Right? That's Eduardo Brigadero. That's I'm sorry, Brigadero. Eduardo Brigadero. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's another Eduardo. There no, is that's a, another Brigadero. There is another Marcelo. Yeah, yeah, there's too many Brigadieros. How do I say, say Brigadero in English? Man, there, it's a uh, it's Brigadier for like it's uh, it's two things, right? It's like either a military title, like a Brigadier, mm. which is super high ranking military. Mm. Or Brigadero is also is a delicious chocolate yeah. in Brazil, right? Yeah, a uh-huh. little little uh-huh. candy. Oh man, sure. tastes so good. Yeah. But um, so you train with Brigadero, so you're like a, a blue belt. But you changed teams uh, a few times until you you got to brown belt, right? Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little about like your journey until yeah. you got to Team Lloyd Irvin? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, what happened was I wanted to be an MMA fighter because, as I mentioned before, I strike before you know and then one guy called big mac man it, it was it was a fun story too this guy had the same birthday as me and he was growing up in the same place and he was always involved with sports too so i was involved with some football and whatever i mean soccer and then he was involved with the same thing but he eventually started doing white tie i started doing kickboxing you know and eventually he started training jiu-jitsu i kept doing kickboxing and then one day we, we went to do like a little sparring you know like a friend hey man let's all get together and you know throw punches and stuff <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then it's what man, everybody yeah. does with their friends <laughs> <laughs> and then man I I um I start I start beating him up you know and he striking. was a little short he's striking right yeah. and then he said man let's do one mma round and then i was very confident i was like yeah sure bro let's do that yeah yeah bro this guy pulled me guard he put me in a triangle and then i had to tap and then i was like bro what is that what is yeah. that yeah. yeah like that that thing works you know yeah, i works. have to learn but i'm gonna learn just enough so i can defend you yeah, know yeah. and eventually i started training with brigadero and I fell in love with it. I was like, man, let me. I'm not gonna learn that in a month, you know. So I'm gonna take a little, a little bit to learn. So eventually, I started training, competing, and everything. I was winning the tournaments. I was working. I was doing everything. And Brigadero got me to do strength and conditioning with a guy called Dragos. 
a guy from Romania that used to do like a, a Olympic weightlifting. And then one day I'm training, and then Vitor Belfort shows up. And then he was like, Vito Belfort. Vito Belfort. Vito Belfort. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, bro, who are you? How old are you? I was like, I'm 16. How much you weigh? I was like, I like 96 kilos, which is like 200, is 205 pounds or something. Oh, some, 200 pounds, around 200 pounds. And then he was like, man, you're you 16, that big, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, bro, I got I to gotta take you to Las Vegas with me. Let's train. Wow. And then I was like... Las Vegas, I don't even know Sao Paulo, man. I've never been to Sao Paulo. You know, Sao Paulo is like five hours away. I've never been, I mean, driving, five hours drive. I was like, oh, I don't know. Bro. I don't know about Las Vegas, man. Like, let's train over here. And then he was, man, every day he, he would show up and, man, like, you gotta, man, you gotta fight MMA. And I really wanted to fight MMA already. He's like, bro, you big, you know, like, it's gonna be cool. And then Dragos was the one, bro, no, don't do that. Vitor is little, you know, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out. And then I'm like, okay. I kept training, training, training. One day he was like, hey, man, take a shower. Let's go for a ride. And then I got his car. His car. He drives me to Recreo, Recreo, and we're in Chino Guerra. So I walk in the door. I saw Rogério Minotoro. Minotoro. Yeah, shirtless, you know, sweat, training. And then I was like, I look up, I see Anderson Silva and uh, Junior, Junior Dos Santos talking. And then I'm like, oh, my God. You yeah. know, I felt, I felt like a kid in Disneyland. Some of the best guys in the world yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, and then I'm like, bro. And then this guy, um, you know, Toto, he's like, bro, we need jiu-jitsu people. I'm, fight, I'm fighting Tito Ortiz in five, in five weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And my brother is fighting Fra- Frank Mir again. Uh, we need people to train, you know, big people to, to do jiu-jitsu, blah, 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 blah. Would you come here Monday at noon? I was like, sure. Yeah. You know, and then this friend of mine, he was like, I don't know, I'm going to ask Brigadier, you know, like an instructor. I was like, no, I'm not asking nobody. I, I, I'm going. You know, I'm going. Like, I, it was something stronger than me. You know, like, a, man, there is no way I'm not coming here on Monday. And then, man, this guy pulls his wallet, give me 50 reais. A lot of money back yeah, then, right? man, especially man, for a kid man, like listen, you. Listen. It's only like $10, $15, but that's... Listen, listen, man. Like, I would walk 10 miles to go train, you know, or grab somebody's bike, bicycle and go. You know, when this guy gave me money for transportation, I was like, what the hell? You know, like, what you doing, bro? What is that for? He's like, no, no, just to help you out, you know, because they know. Like, right. they know how hard it is. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, man, just to help you out, you know, if you're going to help me, I'm going to help you. And then I'm like... What does he well, want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he got he got me there. He introduces me to Minotauro. He introduces me to all these people. Like, he's my friend. You know, I'm like, bro, like, this guy's weird. He's, he can't be that humble, mm. you know? Yeah. And then he's like, wait, 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 wait. Do you have a backpack on you? I was like, yeah, open your backpack. He gave me whey protein, what? creatine, BCAA, and all that. I'm like... Supplement? What is that? Like a lot of times I go train, don't even have lunch, you know. And then I was like, man, no way, I'm not coming here on the Monday. And and then I went there Monday, went back there uh, Wednesday, went back there Friday, start going there like every single like Mondays, um, Wednesdays, and and Fridays. And Brigadier he got mad at me. He got mad because 
I mean, he's, he's, he's an old school guy, you know, he didn't understand cross training. Right. In his mind, so he I just felt like he lost the student, right? He not lost that he lost, but maybe that I was doing something without asking his permission, mm -hmm. you know? So he was like, man, you got to ask me, you know, my permission to do stuff like that. In my mind, I was like, no, I don't, you know, I got to, you know, do my thing. And I will never be a world champion training here, you know? Like, I didn't know that, but I thought that, like, mm -hmm. oh, man, like, comparison like this guy paying pay for my transportation and everything you were here okay you helped me a lot but how can you say no yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and like i don't have the same training partners here that i have there you know so man yeah. and then i i kept doing both i kept doing you know uh, trinoguera and brigadero as long as i could but it got to a point where my relationship with him it wasn't good and my like me being there, it was a bad influence to his students because now you have somebody who do whatever he wants, which is me, mm -hmm. and the other students they you know ask for permission to do stuff, and in my mind I was like man it's it's bad like I don't have to be doing this and then I kept doing only chino getter but I didn't want to do no jujitsu in there because I felt I would be a creonchi. If I do jiu-jitsu here, I'm going to be creonchi in Brigadier. So I'm going right. to do only striking. So people who don't speak Portuguese, a creonchi is like a traitor, yeah, right? Creonchi, it's the guy who leaves one team, goes creonchi to another. Creonchi is a stupid yeah. word that, that people used to tell you when you change teams, you're mm. a creonchi. Oh, man, you change team, you're a traitor. Like, no, man. Like, anyway, uh, I start. I didn't want to train jiu-jitsu back in the day. I was like, man, I'm not going to train that thing because, you know, like I won't be a crown. So at this time you thought, okay, like the jiu-jitsu is good, but I'm going to go after this MMA. Yeah, that's when I stopped training jiu-jitsu. I stopped jiu-jitsu for a year. 2012, I didn't train no jiu-jitsu. I was doing only MMA. And then eventually Minotauro came to me. He's like, bro, you a big guy. You good. You train with all, all of us, but you 17 years old. You know, like, you're a kid. You shouldn't be getting punched and kicked in the face like that. And, like, you can be great. You can be great. But why don't you do a little more jiu-jitsu? You're good, man. Why don't you win worlds? And then he's like, "What? start watching my stuff. So he, Minotauro, he fought worlds. He lost in the finals of 1999 to, to Holeta. You know, so he was like, man, I made it to the finals of no, worlds in and gee, why don't you do the same? I was like, okay. You know, I started mm -hmm. thinking. And then I, I, I remember that I used to know every single UFC fighter. I used to know, like, all fighters. So I remember Charles Oliveira, Charles Bronx. He won Gee as a purple belt, and then he went to MMA. I was like, okay, so I'm blue belt. They're going to give me my purple belt. I'm going to win worlds as purple. Then go to MMA. MMA. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be just like Charles Oliveira. And then I came, my first words, I lost, right? Okay, so coming back to helping, whatever, there that, that was one girl, Haiza. I was working very hard, but I didn't know how to compete because I didn't have money or time. So Haiza was the one who raised money to, for me to get my first international trip, you know? And then I, I made it to, to uh, Dubai or whatever, and then I, went to, I came to Worlds. I lost the semifinals to Jared Dopp. You know, I lost. I lost my first world. No, no, no. I lost to yeah, lost Jerry Dobb. I lost to him. And that was two thousand thirteen. Yeah, and then two thousand fourteen, I came back and won purple belt. Yeah, but when I won, it was weird because I was training with Herbert at TLI, and the training was pretty good. 
So I won Friday, and I, I didn't I did the open rate, but I was too happy to to you know be fighting. Um, and then the next day he won double gold brown belt, and then I'm like, I think I can do that, you know, like even though I want to do MMA now. I think I can win brown belt, no double gold. You know? <laughs> so you yeah, won purple yeah. belt, and yeah. you're, you're thinking, okay, actually, I need to do brown belt before that MMA yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> man, you know what? I'm going to win double gold next year, and then I, you know. Then, then I'll, I, do I'll do MMA. And then <laughs> next year, I came back, won double gold. And then I'm like, bro, I think I can win. Because I saw a list with all the guys who won double gold before right. me. You know, and then I'm I'm looking to these guys like Jorge Gracie, Rodolfo Vieira, Marcos Bouchesha, Leon Nogueira, um, Andrea Galvão, uh, Herbert Santos, and then I'm like, bro, meow, and then I'm like, mm, you need I to think, do that too. I think yeah. I can do. I think I can win black belt worlds. You know, and then it took me a while. You know, it took my, the first year I lost first round. The second year, um, I got hurt bad. I lost sem the semis. And then I won the third year. And then I'm like, bro, I think I can win open weight. <laughs> 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 you know, and I, I actually had, I supposed to have a fight this weekend. But then I was like, man, I want to I wanna make a little money online. Mm -hmm. I had this conversation with Lloyd. I was like, man, teach me how to make money online. You know, even though it's cool to do MMA and that kind of stuff. But I think learning... How to make money and doing the mark online marketing and stuff is, is is better for me right now. So we focus on that for a month, you know. Like I did pretty good on my product in Brazil. So that was it. So now I'm still like, man, I can win, you know, double gold as black belt, and then I think about you know MMA or whatever. Hey, you know, we actually have one of your students uh, from the Motivacionali uh, oh, okay. in here on the YouTube comments, uh, Eric Barbosa. Uh, he said he's uh, he's really Really looking forward to the start of the classes. And he's asked uh, if everything is going as you expected in, you, in your jujitsu life. That's the question that he has for you today. Mm -hmm. uh, he's talking about now? or the Yeah, past? it did yeah. everything go as expected or is everything going as expected? Like, yeah, I lost worlds. Uh, I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, a lot of people are working hard, you know, and losing worlds was a good thing for me because i was able to look to the big picture right you know because a lot of times athletes they they want the gold 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 but then they messed up the whole outside of jiu-jitsu everything is messed up but they're winning because they ignore everything else in their life just to get that gold medal right that was me and when i won i kind of got a little depressed because First, it's a big thing. Like, you wake up every day to get something. And one day you wake up, you don't, like, you got it now. What you going to do next, you know? That was the first thing I felt. Even though I won, I was very happy, but I felt empty a little bit. Uh -huh. Because, man, like, uh, 10 years, mm -hmm. every every single day you wake up and you wish you have a black belt gold medal, you know, in Worlds. Every single day. And one day you wake up, oh, my God, you it's got here. It. No, sir, yeah. What about now, you know? And then that felt a little empty, and I didn't expect that. And second, I thought my email would blow up with sponsors, you know, like, oh, my God, well, everybody want to sponsor me now, or Nike or whatever, because I always dream big, you know? So I wanna, I'm like, man, 
is that when I start, you know, riding Ferraris or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it doesn't ha it doesn't ha happen like that in Jiu-Jitsu, you know, it's different. So I'm like, okay, so what should I do to take care of myself and my family, you know? So what should I do now to to learn? What kind of skills that I have to learn, you know, to, you know, be good, to do good? Man, I remember, like, when you came off the mat after beating Leandro 2018 World Championships, you were maybe the only world champion that day, the only guy who came off the mat that didn't look happy. And I kind of, I, I wondered, like, man, is there something wrong? Like, No, it was because of, it was Leandro. I didn't want to, I know, you know and yeah. you know, he got injured and yeah, stuff, so you felt a little sad. bit bad. But, but, I mean, you had an amazing tournament, you know? You mm -hmm. passed Nicholas's guard in the semifinal. Mm -hmm. Almost nobody passes his guard. You know, you had a great match there. You beat Leandro. And then afterwards, I remember... It's a it's a shame, man. All your YouTube contests in Portuguese. Uh -huh. So most uh -huh. people they don't, yeah. the, the Americans they don't understand. But I was listening to it, and you were explaining about how the feelings and stuff after the after the that you won the title, you didn't want to do any interviews, you didn't want to talk to anybody. It's almost like it, it's it sounds like it wasn't what you expected, right? Winning the gold medal was not what you expected. Yeah, maybe maybe because of the way it was, you know, like Leandro is like one of the guys that I love the most, you know, and then beating him like that, he you got felt bad? hurt. Oh my God, I still feel bad because after that injury, he still didn't find himself, right. you know, like he got hurt, he like, he turns, he ripped his back, he, everything on his shoulder was Dislocated his shoulder, yeah. yeah. like every, everything was bad. So yeah, man, it felt, even though it felt very good to win, you know, um, but at the same time, man, it's Leandro, you know, like I want him to win as much as I want myself to win. I'm no, no, I want to win more, but <laughs> but like I, I love watching these guys win, you know, and then now I have to fight against them. It's tough. It was rough for me. Um but I I did got really happy, you know, I did got really happy. Um I don't know, man. I don't know. But I also broke my foot on the on the tournament. So Against it was, Felipe Andrew, right? Felipe, yeah. So, it so was, tell it the was, story about what happened the Saturday night because Lloyd showed me the photo of your foot oh the next God. day. It looked bad. Yeah. So what happened was I – that always happens with me, man. What happens is that, man, I talk shit to my teammates when they lose. You know, and it always happens to me, man. Like what happened was <laughs> – uh, the first time that happened was with Jamil. We went to New Jersey. I was purple belt to fight a tournament. And then somebody got Jamil in the heel hook. I laughed so hard. I oh, was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You stupid, man. Why, why did you let that happen? And then somebody <laughs> got me in the heel hook. And in Worlds, I was I was so confident, man. And then Gobi, he fought um, uh, Felipe, Felipe, Andrew. Felipe Andrew. And... He got him in a in a straight ankle lock. He's really good yeah. at the straight ankle, right? And then I was like, Gobby, man. Like, we sat down. I was like, Gobby, man. How can you be that stupid, man? <laughs> that guy ankle locks everybody, man. How can you let him do that to you? You know? And then I didn't know I had Felipe next round. <laughs> and then I was like, Gobby, man. Just watch, man. Just watch. <laughs> <laughs> I went there, man. The first, he got me in the ankle lock, and then I defended. I got confident. Oh, oh, not a big deal, you know? And then he got me in the ankle lock. I was like, man, he's going to get me. I'll get his neck. So I'll give him my foot and get his neck. That was my plan. And then he got my foot, 
he turns belly down. Everything's popping. But mm. I, in my mind, I was like, okay, he's going to pop, but I'm going to get your neck. That's cool. And then I reached for his neck, but he was grabbing the lapel like this. So he, I didn't have space to get. So I was there basically like, man, I'm going to let it break. You know, like, because in my mind, I was like, man, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to tap for no, you know, straight ankle lock at Worlds. You know, like, I fight, I, I train my whole year for this tournament. You know, if I have to break a foot, that's cool. You know, like, uh, and I have that very, you know, very comfortable. Very, it's very, it's very comfortable for me to, you know, think like that. That's and what separates champions from normal people. I by mean, the way, yeah, right? if, if you if just it, have to be prepared. If, it, if my foot is gonna break, you let it break. Yeah, right? if, <laughs> it, if it's like a broken foot, you can you can live with that, but you, you cannot. Not everybody can. You no. cannot <laughs> wait one more year to win a tournament. Like man, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to either wait for a month to heal the foot or. A year to train again to you know win worlds, but um, my foot was pretty bad. Uh, I end up getting out. No, I didn't get out. He looked at my face. You know, like he got the ankle lock. Uh, he looked at my face. I was like, <laughs> and then he releases. He releases, and then we fought, fought, fought. But I couldn't. I couldn't base. You know, I end up losing the match. But that was the best thing that happened because yeah, that was the absolute division, right? Because yeah. next round would be Bushesha. Mm. You know, so if my if I had bad foot like the year before, I had bad shoulder. I had five bushesha, it got worse. Um, so I lost the match. Um, I was like, man, let me put ice on this thing. You know, go back to the hotel. And one little thing that I did, which was very important to my win, was at Pan Am's. A lot of people stay in the same hotel. A lot of teammates, right? So after people win or lose. They not in the killing mode anymore. They're like, okay, let me just enjoy California, you know, let me, you know, do whatever. It's drinks or whatever. And I'm always the last one to compete. You know, you so go with the black yeah, belts we, on we the do, final day, right? We do Saturday and Sunday. So I told Lloyd, Hey, Lloyd, let's just stay just us, man, in the hotel. You know, like let's not have nobody else. Because what we want is pretty big. So energy is a big thing for us. Yeah. You know, so I asked him, hey, man, let's just stay us, you know, in the hotel. Let people do whatever, you know. And then he was like, oh, okay. And then it was just both of us. So when I got back to the hotel, I got a little bucket, put ice. I put ice all night and everything. But I didn't have nobody looking at me like, oh, man. Right. What you going to do with that? Right. You know, like, nobody oh, gotta, kind of getting inside your head. Yeah, right? you yeah. got to go to the doctor. Well, no, like, it was like, oh, okay, oh. Well, by the way, you say a little bucket, but dude, you got big no, no, feet. No, no, Must have been, no, no, must no, have been no, a big no, bucket. No. Yeah, it was, it was a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, um, I remember nobody like Loy was. He's a warrior too, so he looked at me. Oh, okay, you good? Okay, whatever. And then the next day, I remember. I didn't remember that, but DJ he has a screenshot of him saying, like, I sent a picture in a group we have. We have like a BJJ goons group. And he was like, bro, let me see your foot. And then I sent him a picture. He's like, oh, shit, can you walk? I was like, no, bro, but I can win, you know. Ooh. I said that, but I don't remember saying that. But I, I, that, was, that was the way I was feeling, you know. I was like, bro, I got next, like, tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to win, but I got one first round to I get a medal, mm. you know. And Gutenberg got disqualified because of Tim. Right. He tried they they both they both fighting or whatever, arguing. And then I had Elliot Kelly first round. And then I was like, bro, I'm gonna beat this guy. Um 
and then I don't know about Nicholas, man. You know, like make Nicholas good, and the next day I show up in the tournament and Elliot doesn't show up. It was Jared actually. Jared. It was Jared. Yeah, I'm looking now. No, this is I 2018. It was Jared. You you beat him in the fir- uh, the quarterfinal of the World Championship. Yeah, but I beat him the the, the day before. Oh, the day before. And okay, then right. I should I should fight um, whatever. And got then it. I got that the guy doesn't show up, so I'm in the same as with Nicholas. And I remember we we sat down, me and Lloyd, after Brasileiros on auto passes guard. Right. At Brasileiros, in like 15 seconds left, he's losing, and then he jumps over and passes, passes guard. So w- Lloyd saw something in the transition, that something that he did with his hands, that he was like, man, you can do that, and we can win this, you know, we can beat this guy. And then we talk about that the whole month because I'm not very patient when I fight. And Lloyd was like, man, for you to beat this guy, you got to be patient. You know, you got to be patient. So I remember getting my grips. And now I cannot be jumping left and right because my foot is messed up, you know. So I'm like, as soon as I got my grips, we even talked about that today, this morning. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I looked up. And I saw the whole mat. Like, it, it's a big mat. On Sundays, it's a big mat, you know. So I saw, oh, man, I got a space to drive, you know, all the way across. Mm-hmm. So if you see, my goal was not to pass. On that moment, I was like, man, I want to cross this little thing driving here, you know. Okay. So I don't want to pass. I just Because I didn't believe I could pass like that. So I was just driving, you know, boom, being annoying. I was just being annoying, putting my pressure, you know, on him, stressing him out. And I remember it worked. Like, the strategy was working. I, I remember at first he was cool, you know, doing good. And then eventually he starts to being, like, he looked really, very stressed, you know. And then I was like, oh, man, it's working. You know, so I'll stay here. And eventually I passed, Neon Bali, whatever. Now I won. I'm in the finals. And I'm like, man, my foot is pretty bad. But I can, you know, I can still win. If I beat Mario Gali, you know, I can beat Lowe too, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it happened, you know. Man, it was just so crazy. But, yeah, like, ankle locks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Ankle locks. They're really tough, right? Yeah. Man, after you won the world championship, you said that you got depressed and that, you know, you weren't making money. Like, how'd you get out of that depression? And then we have a comment here that guy wants to know, when did you start making money? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. That's the thing. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm better now. You know, I'm doing better now. Um, I got better sponsors. I got now my my product going on in Brazil too, which is helping me a lot and helping people too. That's the main thing. Um, but man, the depression part was to find out that I what I love to do is not to win. Like I don't I don't love to win. I, my my passion is not about winning. Is to do every, every used to do jujitsu every day, you know. Like winning is great. Like I'm competitive. I like to go, go out there and win. But I noticed that that's not my first. That's not something that makes me happy because I feel the guys paying to too. You know, like when I win, I know that I'm beating somebody who works as hard as I do too. You know, so I kind of crushing his dreams. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of. Even though I love to win, when I see that, I'm like, You man. feel bad. Yeah, I like, sometimes I see people crying. Yeah. Like, man, like, I just beat the guy, and now the guy is crying. Oh, yeah. my God, that makes me, oh, my God, that breaks my heart, you know? So I don't, I won't even look, like, I, 
I won't look at it because some guys they, they 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 like they like that the feeling. Yeah, they like that. They feeling. like dominating the other person. Yeah, and right? I f- I wish I was like that because I it's kind of hard for me, you know. So um, my biggest joy is to hang out with nice people, is to train jujitsu, is to be you know doing my things. Beating people at the tournament is cool. Winning is good. I love winning, but that's not the main source of happiness for me. You know, happiness for me is to, like I said before, like rolling jiu-jitsu, feeling tired, you know, like, oh, my God, looking up and everybody's tired with you, like all your friends, everybody's tired, and then you go up, take a shower, whatever, go have a, like, eat. It's a good feeling, You know, go eat. Like, we don't do days a lot in America, but I miss that a lot. Every single day I miss, like, having people. I remember in De La Riva in the morning, I used to go De La Riva 7 in the morning. So people train. They all train together for over 20 years, mm. which is beautiful. Yeah. And then they finish practice around 9 in the morning. They all go have breakfast together. At the and little matchy place. And then <laughs> yeah. they go to work. You know, so that was the main thing for me. Man, like being with nice people, you know, hanging out and everything. So realizing that winning wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, even though I want to win 10 worst titles you. You know, but um, that's not the main thing for me. The main thing is the grind to feel tired and still go, you know, like the grind, the, you know, that's the most fun part for me. We got a question here. Cool. Earlier this morning, we were talking about Tex Johnson. Oh, cool, cool. cool. And uh, we actually just got a comment and said, how close were you to tapping when he got you in that calf slicer at Worlds? No, he, he didn't <laughs> got me. Like, what th- what happened was my foot got stuck on into his pants. Mm. You know, so he was, I can't show you right now, but um, what happened was he was playing something, and I stepped over, and I stepped on his pants. So he spins underneath. And my f- my fingers got stuck. It was just like this, you know. Let's say if you have a little fabric right here, and then you, I got stuck, so I couldn't move. I couldn't move. So the calf, since because he's shorter, instead of being here, can you see? Mm-hmm. More or less. Yeah. Like instead of, instead <laughs> of being here, his calf, it was kind of here. Right. You know, so it wasn't very tight. But yeah. it was getting my foot twisted, ah. you know, because uh, that's dangerous because of, too. Yeah. yeah, because of because of his fabric. So at first I was like, I don't want to talk to the referee because it's going to be a verbal tap. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is no submission here. He's just going to hurt me. So it wasn't like with Flippy Andrew where you just decide it doesn't matter. No, I'm going to no. let it go. Yeah, 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 no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a very close because maybe of my length. You know, maybe right. if I was a shorter guy, it would be very tight. You know, and then I, that's when I told him, bro, like, my foot is stuck. And then I told the referee, to, I, I, I either tried to, I even tried to go out of bounds to maybe just give him the two points. But he was smart. He was just holding me there. I was like, bro, um, man, can you just get my foot out of the way? You know, and then he was very polite. He was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then, you know, um, but and it you wasn't. you got out and you won. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't a very close submission. You know, it, it wasn't very I mean, at least I don't think it was. It I wasn't watch super it tight. Yeah. yeah, I gotta watch it again. Uh, what do you? Hmm, this is an interesting. Which food do you miss most from Brazil? Because you've been living in America how long now? Five, almost five, five years. Almost five. Wow. And where do you live? Uh, in Virginia. I live in Virginia. Very different to Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> yeah. Cold. Very Man, different. I miss, I miss acai and paçoca. 
Oh yeah, that's so good. Pasaka is like a it's like a peanut kind of uh, little peanut block, right? And you yeah. make you crumble it up so it tastes like peanut butter and it mixes in with the acai. It's so good. Man, no, I don't I don't miss I'm not mix it. Like when I when I get acai, I don't put no granola. Oh, remember, you, remember you when the we went to one, that right? place in, in Rio? Yeah, in when we sat down. yeah, I'll grab my granola separate. And eat my granola and my acai. You but really I don't did mix do it. this. Yeah, I way. don't mix uh, it. I don't mix like it. Everybody like everybody has like acai. You, you take a a banana and granola and you mix it together. Ali is like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you know, you're going to mix everything. Even like uh, uh, leaching pot. How do I say leaching pot? Oh, it's uh, milk powder. Yeah, like gringos. Don't do that. Like you want an acai and granola, maybe a little banana, but no, you don't want to mix, mix the whole thing. Man, um, uh, looking at one of the comments here, it inspired a question. You, you're one of the nicest guys in jiu-jitsu, and we're living in this kind of crazy age where people are trash-talking. How do you feel about that, man? How do you feel about competitors trash-talking each other before events? I don't usually think about that. Like, I I understand the point. You know, like, a lot of, I don't like Brazilians when they talk shit because, man, you know how it is back there, you know. But when I see gringos doing this, I kind of accept because that's how you grow up. You grow up watching football. You grow up watching WWE. You grow up watching these kind of environments. And plus, when I go to schools, when I see little kids, they are like that. It's the culture, you know. So and I it's don't, not the culture in Brazil, is it? No, no. In Brazil, it's, it's not like that. It's not. It's not cool to be a dick in Brazil. Like you talk shit with your friends, but you not don't. Not the you, same way. Not with not people that way. maybe you yeah. like your your rivals or your opponents. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. I, I, I remember we use we used to get even mad at people who talk. You know, video games when you win, ah, like we don't even like that. Like in Brazil, so I don't judge when people do that. To promote, you know, and at the end of the day, these people are making money, you know, which is cool. But at the same time, my mom watches my stuff, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. My mom, my mom watches, so I don't want my mom to, hey, what you doing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's cool to do it if you that person, you know. Like, I always tell people that, like, man, don't be somebody else just to, you know, get somebody help, like, happy. If you are a dick, be a dick, you know, like be you. But you don't want to be nice just to look nice if you're not nice. You know, if you, if yeah. that's you, be you, and that's cool. You know, people got to live with that. They have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Keep it going, right? All right, all right. Well, um, for, for aspiring black belts that want to win world titles, what's your number one piece of advice to them? Yeah, don't focus on winning worlds. Focus on training, you know, getting better. Like, if I even had this conversation with Guy Mendes the last time we were together. And he said something. I mean, we had a little podcast, too. And he was saying that, man, people who win are the people who are not really thinking about the tournament the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're busy here, if I'm here on the mat with you training, if I'm thinking about the worlds, I'm not thinking about what I have to do now. Yeah. And also be present at your gym. Like, show up. If you're at your, you you at the gym, be there, be present, train, get better. You know, uh, make sure you're learning every day. Try to get better every day, because eventually, when you get to the tournament, you're gonna be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking about worlds the whole time and not doing what you have to do today, 
it's gonna be very hard for you to get it. You, you know? guys keep just going. I'll be right back. Cool. <laughs> cool. Your uh, your mindset after you won that world title, man. I mean, were, were you always like this confident, or after you won that world title, you got a little bit depressed, and now you bounce back? You know? Yeah, like I. I actually never got as confident, and my performance was never as good as I as it was as brown belt. Mm-hmm. You know, brown belt was the, my best year. 2015 was my best year. I didn't get there yet, but because of a lot of reasons, I had a lot of stuff going on in my life, and now I have more than just jujitsu. I have a baby now. You know, like I yeah, have a trio. yeah. I was even telling this guy, like, <laughs> man, my baby. A lot of people tell, um, man, I'm afraid to be a dad because... Yeah, that's me, man. Yeah, you <laughs> that's know, like, <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to be a dad because I don't know if that's going to help me. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to take a lot of my time and everything. Yeah. And I told him, bro, like, you're going to get stronger mm-hmm. just by knowing there's somebody who, you know... It's not, it's not a pressure. Like, from at least for me, it's not a pressure. It's just a fun thing. Like, man. Well, let's, like, rewind. Like, first of all, you didn't want to be a dad. Yeah, I didn't want to be a dad. No, <laughs> I didn't want to be a dad. Yeah, yeah. But when it happened, I was like, man, um, I have I have an extra motivation. Like, I, I got to be a better human mm-hmm. for this little person right here. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't believe in my, Like, of course, I, I like money and everything. But I think kids... They don't need money. They need love, you know. So you have to be a nice person and provide them, like, a nice word to leave, mm-hmm. you know. Because a lot of people, they have a lot of money, but they don't take care of their own kids. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they don't raise their own kids. And Anyway, um, so Mia was like, man, I want to be present since I, don't, I didn't have a dad growing up. My my baby's going to have a dad first. And I'm going to give all my love, you know, to to the little one. And... It gave me extra strength, you know, yeah. extra, like, yeah. man, sometimes you're tired, and then you're like, man, you have somebody else for you now, you know? So it's not it's not, it's not, not bad, it's good, but also it's a lot of work, you know? So you have to organize your life to, you know, because you're now a dad, you know, you're a grown man, so mm-hmm. it's kind of different. Man, like, you, I mean, you, you still, uh, you're still so young in your career, man. Like, do you find, like, she drains you of energy these days, or is she... Nah. No, no, no. She's great, man. Like, I, I want to play with her. Like, I was in California yeah. um, Monday. I could just have come came here straight, but I went home for one day, and I came here just to, you know, just to be with her for a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. So it's 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 fun, man. It's good. You have a reason to go back, an actual reason to go back home, you know. Yeah, yeah. Go and see her. Yeah. What's your name? Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> Two years old, huh? Oh my gosh. It just man, she's lying now, man. Oh no. She's what? She's lying. Lying? Yeah. She's like she's lying oh to you. Oh <laughs> my god, man. So I, I know that she ate something or she did something bad. I'm like, did you do that? She's like, No. Oh, <laughs> bad, by the way, man. I apologize bad. for that. That is the first time that I ever had to leave a podcast midway through. Oh, How right. unprofessional! Oh, good, yeah, all good. good. I feel much better now. Yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. <laughs> Did you ever have to do that on one of yours? No, man, you're I more professional I than me. See, so. I don't think so. Okay, so <laughs> where are we up to? We're talking about his, about his daughter. Oh, she's beautiful, man. I've seen her in your Instagram stories and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. so super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ask the question about the uh, the strength training? Not yet, not yet. So this yeah. is one. I like this question. Lee Potier on the YouTube channel has mm-hmm. asked about how important strength training is because I've seen some clips of you working out, and for a guy as big as you are and as heavy as you are, 
you do some crazy things, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen you doing the flag. We've seen you doing the backflips. Um, so you're not doing the normal strength training. A lot of people think, oh, you have to deadlift and you have to do this. You like to do some different stuff, right? I was. Uh, I challenged myself. Uh, right. I remember back in the day I was deadlifting with like, I don't know, almost 500 pounds. And then I remember thinking to myself, man, who am I going to fight who's going to weigh 500 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not going to fight this guy that I'm training for, yeah. you know? And I was collapsing, like I told you before, like 2017, I got like seven injuries, man. I got tendonitis. I got, like, I was putting a sock, like I put in back my socks. I fought my Thursday first round at Worlds. I went back to my um, outside, got my little carterinha, right? And then I'm putting my socks on. My collarbone just popped. Oh. oh. Putting my socks. Put on your socks. This is after the match. After the <laughs> yeah. match. And then, and then I'm like, bro, that's when I realized, man, I'm probably doing too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I was wow. doing strength and conditioning with football players and everything. Big, strong dudes. And, right. then, and then I realized, man, I don't need that. You know, I don't yeah, need yeah. all that. So strength and conditioning should help you to get better physically. So that doesn't mean only strength. That means strength, speed, mobility, mm-hmm. flexibility, uh, how to react faster, you know, and not necessarily brutal strength, mm-hmm. you know, because, man, most 230 pounds guys, they are strong naturally, but not all of them can move and can do all this stuff. And that's why Bushesha is so great. Yeah. He's a big guy who moves like a small guy. He can do yeah. everything and he won't get tired. So people are fighting him 200% for eight minutes and he's out there chilling. Yeah. We're and seeing a lot more fighters like turn to this mobility training. You yeah. know, uh, Lovato does uh, some stuff with a guy down in Miami. Uh, do you do any mobility training and like how I know, important I know, is that? I know the guy. Yeah, yeah. His name is um, Cameron. Cameron Shane. Cameron, yeah, yeah. He's cool. I, I like it, but I, um, how can I say? I like to challenge myself. If I do something, the only thing that I'm going to do consistently is jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Like jiu-jitsu I'll do forever, I'll do every day. But all the stuff that complements jiu-jitsu, I'll do here and there to get good. And then eventually I was like... It's getting boring. Let me do something else, you know. Mm-hmm. So I like to try stuff. Um, so, I remember Josh Saint-Pierre. He used to, every year, he used to do different stuff. Right, like so gymnastics was, or sprinting, wrestling, every, mm-hmm. some, every time something new, right? So I was, I was kind of inspired by him, and I want to be athletic, you know, and also good in jiu-jitsu. But eventually, we got to a point in my gym that we didn't have much, many people to train because Herbert left, Gobby left, Tim wasn't training, and DJ was doing MMA. So I was basically the only big guy training, you know, full-time. So that's when I started worrying a little more about the the the, the, the physique. You know, I was like, yeah. man, maybe here I'm losing a little bit here, but I'm going to compensate mm-hmm. here. So yeah. that's what I tried to do for a long time. Uh, it's not... It's not that I, it's not something that I think is ideal, you know. You don't want to do that, mm-hmm. but I I did it because you know like I I was out of training partners back in the day, and then eventually start having Duzon, uh, Tata, even Yara. Yara was my main training partner for like two years. Yara know? Suarez, Yara, who people don't know, she won the uh, brown belt absolute at Worlds, right? She, yeah, she man, 
You gotta, you gotta roll with her. She's really she's good. Weird. She's also, she's really big too, right? She's tall. She's yeah, like, she's like six, six, one. Six foot something. Yeah, six one. she's yeah. kind of heavy. She's tall and heavy and strong, man. And she still has to do one more year as a brown belt. So I think she's probably gonna win worlds this year uh, or twenty twenty. As a, she got promoted to black. Yeah. When? This weekend. I think. No, really. She did. Oh she man, did. that's new. That's gonna mess yeah. up our rankings. We're yeah, gonna have to check did. this out. She did, <laughs> from, she did get promoted. She tagged oh, me. Oh, I and think everything. she got promoted early then because. Yeah. Uh, oh, she really did. Look yeah, at that. Congratulations, got, just, Yara. Yeah, she wow. just got promoted. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna send this to Michael because this is gonna completely mess up his rankings. Right. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> she won purple belt like not that long ago. Yeah, she won purple and brown back to back. Yeah. Okay. You know, she lost. She lost her division though. She did, but she won the absolutes with a submission in the final as well. So that's the pretty good. Girl. Yeah, Gabby, right? Gabby Pisania, who is also really, really good. Oh my good. god! Yeah, yeah. So are you sending right now to? I'm real? sending yeah, it to him right <laughs> now. <laughs> Yara got promoted. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. Yara, man! All right. <laughs> she just did. She just did. So uh, yeah, so I think then you were saying there about the training and stuff. It's like um, it's like you wanted to learn how to do the human flag. Right. Yeah, I got. So, did you like, get it? I saw. Yeah, what is, I saw. What is the human flag? You know, human flag. Human flag is like when you have a pole, a vertical pole, oh, and you okay. grab yeah, onto yeah, it, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. like you go sideways. So it looks like you're doing a handstand on a pole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, back in the day, I was doing almost like 500 pounds in deadlifts, right? And then I thought I was strong, and then I went to this calisthenics gym, and then I couldn't do anything. I couldn't yeah. even do a muscle up. Uh, muscle up's hard though. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And that's really you hard. Shouldn't. You shouldn't. If you're doing like a 500 pound deadlift, you, you think should you should be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, you like right. in my mind, I'm like, man, if I'm doing this, I should be doing anything. Yeah. And then I got to the gym, I feel like a white belt. I feel like, man, I don't know anything. So I'm like, man, you know what? I'm gonna stop doing all that and I'm gonna learn this. And I got two goals: the muscle up and the human flag. But the muscle up, I got in the first day. You know, like what? the little the little technique and ah. everything, the little swing. So it wasn't like you. You didn't have the strength. This no, thing, yeah, right? and but the human flag, man, that's tough. Oh my god, I could used to do that. Oh my a long god, time ago. Bro. but it, man, I can't imagine being your size and trying to do that. Yeah, right? and then <laughs> and then I, I was doing every day for um, I don't know three or four months, and then I was able to get it. Not perfect, but I was able to get it. You hold it for a few yeah, seconds, and yeah. then eventually I was like, man, now I want to do uh, handstands. But I stopped working. I, I have to go back working on the handstands. And then flips. I, I, I knew how to do back flips, and I wanted to learn front flips. Because, you do the front flip with one leg, right? Yeah, because Angelo, man, he can do all of that. Angelo Claiborne? Yeah. And then I'm like, man, how can you do that? He, and then he does. And, and bro, but what is the technique? What is it like? Yeah. No, man, you just jump and do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wanted to learn. I was like, no, man, I'm going to learn. And then I did the front flip, the back flip, you know. All the, those kind of stuff. I even messed up my foot one time because I, I hit something that it was in the wall like that, and I messed up my foot. <laughs> Lord got mad. He was like, man, why are you trying to do that? Like, you're <laughs> stupid. So anyway. it seems like the, the all this, you know, you're talking about, like, the, the challenges. It's kind of the same thing as the media stuff too, right? Yeah, it's like, that's the way I approach stuff. Yeah, it's like, like it, you got to learn something new. you got to learn everything about it, and then something else comes along. You know? And it's, it's, that's the same thing as jujitsu, right? Sure. Because whether it's learning how to do an interview on YouTube with Fabio Gagel, whether it's learning how to do a front flip, uh, whether it's learning a new technique or something, it's, it's, it's the same do principle, it. right? Just you, get there, do it. When you first started your YouTube channel, were you camera shy? Oh, my God, yeah. 
Yeah, it was bad. I remember it was bad. If we yeah. go back and we look at the first videos, <laughs> I won't yeah. watch. I don't. I don't watch because I get mad. Yeah, I don't yeah. watch because man. How many videos do you think until you got it? Man, I needed to find something that I was very comfortable to talk about. Yeah, and I don't know, man. It, it should be something very comfortable and with genuine purpose. You know, like man, yeah. it's, that's not for you. That's to help somebody. So you go there and do it. Yeah. But if it was for myself, I wouldn't do it. You know. Yeah, you said that. You know, you're confident talking about jujitsu, but outside jujitsu, you're a pretty shy guy. So. Yeah, like now, now, yeah, man, like. I don't. I'm. I'm not a very. I'm not a kind of guy that's gonna show up not knowing anybody and talk like open yeah. up. But it's if if it's for jujitsu, I might. You know, yeah. oh train. Oh, you train too. Oh my god. Yeah. Just like yeah, Jamil. Yeah. Jamil, if you talk about shoes. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Jamil is a super quiet guy, right? But he's he's super quiet. Talk about shoes. Oh yeah. And <laughs> video games and jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. Man, if you ask anybody about anybody's game, he's gonna know everything. Yeah. He's, he knows everything. But if you talk about all this stuff, it's gonna be, oh, okay, okay. What How, do you What do you call Jamil? Bruxo. What does that mean? That's uh, like wizard, right? Yeah. yeah. Wizard. Yeah, because, because he's he comes such out with a stuff. Good yeah, he right? comes out with stuff. You know, he he creates everything. He he's crazy, man. He's crazy. But he is Jamil's phenomenal. Crazy. Like he, it's he's like a student of jujitsu in so many yeah. different ways, right? It's like he, he, you know, Muhammad said he he studies everybody. He knows everybody's game. It's like they say that he's the most technical person in the gym. Is that right? In the world, I think. Wow, that's what? him. Like, man, when I watch him, when when I roll with him and watch him, bro, like he's weird. He's different. Yeah. And that that's that's something funny because sometimes I want to ask him a question, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, Jamil, what you do from here? And then he's gonna teach you something that you can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Oh, okay. No, no, no. At first, I hey, what can I do from here? And yeah. they thought, Oh, you can do this and that. Blah, blah. What do you do? And then he showed me like nine move, nine different ways to get out of something, you know. And then I was like, okay. So I don't, I don't know if it helps me or it makes me feel bad when I ask him a question. And I'm like, man, he knows a lot. He knows so much. Oh my god! You're rolling with uh, guys like you know uh, Jamil size and Malachi size all the time at TLI. Like, what, what are those roles like? And uh, what are they, what are they doing against? Man, you? I wanted to roll with him every day, but they don't let me do it. Because yeah, he gets hurt. It's uh, too much. Yeah, he gets hurt. His lower back start, uh, start feeling, but he likes it too. And that's the thing. He likes it. He wants to do it. But people like, hey, lawyer was like, hey, guys, please, man, stop. You know, like, stop. It's not going to help you. Man. Like, stop. I can, stop this I can imagine now. Lloyd's face. Yeah, you say like, that. I can kids, just see like, it, man. Yeah. yeah like, hey, 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 no, 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 no. You, no, no, no. Don't do that. But, yeah, I, I enjoy rolling with him, man. Even yeah. Malachi, too. Yeah. Malachi is another crazy You're dude. You're saying he man. gets after it. Oh, Even my on, like, God. Takedowns. He, he's going to take you down. Yeah. yeah he's going to take you down. Yeah. People don't know that. He pulls guard, but. He's good, man. Malachi, oh my God. So there are some good. really good kids at that school. And, and we were talking about this earlier. It's amazing, right? Because Lloyd and Donnie as well, uh, Donald Aknik, Aknik, Aknik. Aknik, thank you. I think. They, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that too. I call him. Uh, Just Donnie. Yeah, I, I, won't Donnie's good. Here. I won't say it here. Because, but yeah. no, those guys, though, they, they, they brought up guys like Angelo and Malachi and Arai and Jamil from White Belt. White belt through the black belt. That's incredible, right? Not many schools have done that. We yeah. everything, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. What is it special about the program then? Because they come through the... Well, they start when they're little kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. They 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 have something special. Maybe it's the environment, they fr the friendship that they got into it. Because uh, they gonna train. They go out. They have lunch. They they have dinner together. You know, they on the weekends they are together. On the tournaments they are together. So they create an environment where everybody knows each other and they care about each other so much that they all help each other to grow. So eventually, when you're 16, 17, of course, most of most kids go to school, you know, go college or whatever. But if you ever decide that you want to be an athlete, it's going to be the right environment for you because you have you're surrounding with beasts, you know, great mm -hmm. people. So uh, yeah, especially for the kids, man, like it's it's so crazy. Like I I remember, I even told Macedonia that I was like, hey Macedonia, I wanna I wanna come here Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, to drill with the kids. And Saturdays. And then I started going there, you know, because I, I shouldn't go there because I'm big, you know, but I started going. And then training with Elijah. Elijah is a beast, you know, training with him, training. And then one day I tried to go Saturday, man. Saturday is the day that they only do, like, um, conditioning stuff. Like, they're going to grab something and be squatting for an hour. Man, I couldn't finish the workout. The kids work out. <laughs> yeah, the kids. Yeah, like if you go there today, like Saturday, yeah. if you go there, you're not going to be able to do the kids' workout. Wow. wow. You know, and then they grow up in their environment that that's the norm. You know, that's not high level. That's the norm. That's what we do. You know, and so they don't know anything else. Mm -hmm. So they think what they're doing is normal, but it's not. Yeah. You know, they're doing crazy stuff that grow, grow up people not going to be able to do it. So um, so now if you do that for 10 years, you know, like, man. You become a beast. Oh, yeah. my God. You but know, the, so. a lot of these kids you, you mentioned as well, that they they devote so much of their life to martial arts and to jiu-jitsu. Like you said, they go to train every day and they go to tournaments every single weekend. But a lot of them go to college too. A lot of them go to school. Like Jamil graduated, yeah, Jamil. R.I. graduated. Tim, uh, Tim, DJ? Yep. No, DJ didn't. <laughs> I think I don't think so, but yeah, I think he went to college, but he didn't like or whatever. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is that these guys they uh, they have jujitsu, but it's not number one in their life. No. They yeah. also have something else. So how are they still able to to operate at the top level of jujitsu? So that's because they're not full time like you, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's because of their organization, and of course they have great instructors. You know, they have Macedonia over there. They have Messi Lloyd. Um, man, they are special. You know, they they do stuff that most people don't. And even though you can see Macedonia on the corners, you know, chilling, he's not gonna say much. But that guy knows a lot. You know, so. Every time I need I need help, sometimes we go out to dinner. Like he doesn't, mm -hmm. he does. He's not gonna help me on on the gym. He's gonna, hey man, let's go out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we go out, we have a dinner, and then he's gonna say man stuff that's gonna blows your mind. Oh my yeah. god! And then and then he's gonna get me, he's gonna even give me nicknames on the on the dinner. He's like, man, now your nickname is gonna be this. <laughs> and then, and then it gets me, me mad because of the nickname and then it, hap it helps me you know like uh, everything that that guy does man he's crazy too like crazy people man just because of a lot of people crazy. focus on Lloyd obviously the name of the team uh, Team Lloyd yeah. Irvin and everybody knows that Lloyd is an amazing coach but I think Donnie's like the, Donnie, the best kept another, secret they right? have another crazy dude uh, Julio man right man one time one time I went to Crazy 88 right to train and then Julio came to me and was like, hey, Mohammed, can you teach Bian 
this little thing that you do. And then I was like, okay, Julia, but I don't do that. He's like, of course you do. And then I was like, I had this little argument with him, and then he ended up proving me that you I do. You do, do yeah. it. <laughs> so I didn't but you, even you know didn't that. even realize. You know, so they are these kind of people where they can look at you and get one piece of things, one piece of information that is going to change something. And a lot of people are not worried about that. They worry about the submission. They worried mm-hmm. about you know the sweep or the technique or whatever. Not their little grip, not the little angle, not the little thing. So yeah, man, they they are great. You know, That's some high level jujitsu right oh, there. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever hope to open a gym to start a program like this? Is yeah, that in your plans? Sure. Not like this. Not like this. What what I wanted to do. I don't know. Every time, every, it changes all the time. But I wanted to, to you know, help have an environment to be able to help people again, mm-hmm. because I know jujitsu can change people's lives. You know, that's yeah. a fact. Looking and at I it know, right here, here's the evidence. And I know that a lot of people struggle with simple stuff. Maybe because they don't have a lot of problems to fix, so they're gonna create their own problems. Yeah, you know, and that help that happens a lot here in America. I can see like even even myself. You know, like the other day, man, I was mad because I had to walk like one mile. You know, and then I'm like, bro, I walk my whole life. Like I, I used to, you know, I used to wake up five in the morning to go up in Pedra da Gavia. You know, and do like six it's hours the highest walking. Ma- the highest mountain in Rio. Yeah, it's, it's and then it was right? like six hours walking. And then the other day I was mad at myself because I, I had to walk for a mile. You know, so <laughs> that's how life is in America sometimes. You, First world problems. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't get to 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 experience the real struggle. And then you you find yourself complaining about simple. Like, oh my God, I forgot my charge. charge. My charger. My life is, you know, shitty. <laughs> you know? So um, I think that's the thing that I want to like to remind people, you know, man, you here, you're training, you have a night away. You have a new gi, man. Yeah. You, you are white belt. You start training yesterday. You already have a gi. And you're sad, you know, because you didn't get a stripe or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, so those kind of things that I think it's, it's good for people to know, you know, feel part of something and let people know, like, man, your life is good, man. You're beautiful. You look good. You have all the the clothes you want, you know. So, yeah, that's something that I want to do for jiu-jitsu. Do you think that we'll ever see you in the cage or are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I want to do that. Yeah, that's something that I, again, if I want to do something, that's my personality, like even the taser. Remember the little yeah, something? yeah, yeah. I had to put myself on that thing because I was like, man, I want to do that. I want to feel. You wanted to feel what yeah, it was like. Yeah. I'm like that. If I want to do something, I'll do it. And MMA. How long some... did you have the scar for? Man, it was like seven months. It was, it was here on my on my legs. Anyway, um, <laughs> crazy. So MMA is something like that too. I wanted to do since I was 16. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't die. I mean, unless I die tomorrow, yeah. but. I won't die without, you know, having a fight, you know. And then I see if I really love it, oh, my God, maybe, you know, maybe that can be my thing, you know. I don't know. Because I, back in the day, it's weird to say that, but back in the day I felt that I was really talented for MMA. And I, nev- I never felt talented for jiu-jitsu. Wow. You know, that no, was so crazy. No I yeah. Felt, I yeah. felt, man, I'm, that's my talent. It that's felt more natural? Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. Hmm. It's so, man, I, li- I like it. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I think we definitely like. Sometimes to see I go you there; it's yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. sometimes I've seen, I I've seen some videos yeah, of you throwing some gloves, strikes. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I got gloves and do stuff. Not hard. People go easy on me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What about this, um, the future then? You mentioned about how you'd like to have a gym in some way, shape or form. You don't really know exactly how it's going to look, but um, would that be in America? Would it be in Brazil? Would it be somewhere else? Because you, 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 you've remained really connected to the Brazilian audience, yeah. right? And like yeah. you say, a lot of things that you want to do is to help promote jiu-jitsu in Brazil. Yeah. Even though you live here, you still, all the media that you do, the products that you make, everything is for Brazil. So what about that? Would you ever go back and open up a gym? If it wasn't for Hannah, I think I would go back mm-hmm. there and live there because I love Brazil. That's my like that's that's the only place that I wanna go. Right. You know, like oh man, let's go to Japan, let's go to Thailand. Oh, man, I don't think I wanna do ten hour trip, fifteen hour trip, thirty hour trip. But Brazil, at any moment, if it, hey man, let's go to Brazil. You know, have an ice and come back. I'll go. You know, like <laughs> get in Brazil. Drive somewhere, see my mom. Hey, mom, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Get an acai and come back. I'll do it. You know, really so that's, that's, my, <laughs> that's my place. You know, that's how I feel about Brazil. Other places, um, like California, it's okay. Like Miami, it's okay. But yeah. Brazil, man, that's my place. But I don't think I'll go there with Hannah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because I, even though it's nice, because I already know where to go and where not to go. You know, I already know everything about not everything but i know most the most about you know stuff that you can and you cannot what is appropriate what is inappropriate but i wouldn't do that to my daughter you know like, right yeah, kinda, yeah you you go if you, i have that you can't option, think about yourself yeah, right you, you also know? need to think about your family mm-hmm. so. yeah but yeah my brazil is my biggest thing but i would i don't think i would do that in virginia Every every year, I, like I tell people all the time, every single year when it gets cold, when it gets to like November, December, You're not I was gonna like, do another hey, winter. I was like, yeah. hey, everybody, enjoy, man, because yeah. that's my last one. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's my, my last, last winter. winter. That's my last winter here. Like, I don't know how people can get used to that. I don't mm. like every year. I like the cold. I enjoy the cold, but I don't like the cold for four months. Yeah, you know, like I like cold one month. It's cool, and then. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. I want to ask you a couple more things before we wrap up. So the Ooh. first thing is this. So in February, February 8th, we've got Who's Number One Flow Grappling, which is a special event where we've invited all the top-ranked guys from the colored belts. And um, it's an opportunity to show the, the stars of tomorrow, right? These guys, they're purple belts, they're brown belts now, but they're going to be the black belt world champions in a few years, right? Not in your division, maybe, but <laughs> but there's a lot of guys. What about some of the um, the up and coming guys? Who do you like to watch? Because you you're really connected with the blue, the purple, the brown belts. Who do you May, like to watch? May May Ramalves. He's gonna do that. I'll be there coaching him. May. Uh, I like Daniel Sattler, you know, from Atos. I like Elijah Dorsey. I don't know if he's still um, competing as much as he was doing before, because Elijah is that kind of guy too. I'm sorry about going out of the, the concept. But Elijah is a kind of guy who is very good, and because he's so good, he's going to do other stuff too sometimes. Mm. It's going to be I'm tough so, to keep him in jiu-jitsu. I'm so good in jiu-jitsu. Let me play a little football. You ah, know? Yeah. And, and then he comes back and wins double gold at Worlds, you know, oh. like that. So um, <laughs> Elijah, um, Danielle Sattler, um, Mayhem. Well, we were talking about Mayram earlier, right? Uh, so Mayram is uh, he's from Gigo in Sao Paulo, right? Yeah. Mayram Alves is he light feather or feather? I forget. 
I think it's feather. Right? Feather, featherlight feather. And um, what what's his style like? Because uh, he's he's pretty exciting, right? He's crazy, man. <laughs> he's crazy. He's, he's crazy. He doesn't train. He doesn't like training as much. He doesn't like warming up. And the tournaments I get, bro, please warm up today, man. He's like, no, man. If I if I warm up, I get tired. You know, and then, he get, and then he gets there and tap everybody out in one minute. You know, he really he, does. Yeah, he yeah. Does. yeah, like nothing. He like won pans this year, and I think he had five matches. He submitted four of the guys, and one of them was a flying triangle in like thirty seconds. No, it's like crazy. that's his style. He goes out, tap, tap, he's crazy. tap. He's crazy. Sometimes he does bad because he wants to humiliate the guy so bad that he forgets about winning. You know, <laughs> he he wants to like, oh my god, he wants to like, you know. You know, remember when I said that I feel kind of bad when I do people mm-hmm. make that's yeah. the opposite he's like he wants he to loves make it. He, yeah, loves he wants it. to make you retire <laughs> <laughs> like bro you after this you're never gonna fight how, again how dare wow. you even fight me come and, on I'm gonna get on and, make you stop yeah. and he's like that on training too like he's gonna do that to me to like everybody people don't believe I say man Mayhem is weird bro like he's they a killer don't believe, they don't believe until they you know they experience you know crazy right. You excited for that? You say you're gonna go coach him? Yeah, I'm gonna go there and coach him. You know, he asked me the other day, "Hey, bro, would you coach me?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." Even though you don't warm up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> do nothing over that city. You know, I'll go there all, all that way yeah, for like yeah, one yeah, minute. Yeah. That's what I do. I sit down. <laughs> okay, we'll get your water. <laughs> don't do much, but an yeah. easy job for you. Yeah. What about the future? So, 2020. Um, do you have any plans to compete? If so, do you have any tournaments in mind? Yeah, I want to do Euros. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we'll yeah a long time that I didn't do Euros. When was the I last time we saw her in Europe? Like two years ago? 2017. That's right. You won uh, gold with that amazing takedown yeah. in the last second against yeah. Legato, right? Yeah, I want to do I wanna do everything. Man. I want to try to be the first in the ranking. You know, uh, I want to do that once in my life. I know it's a lot of work, but I, I want to do that once in my life. And... MMA, maybe. Yeah. Really? Uh, 2020? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm supposed to have done this this year. So maybe, mm. maybe, maybe. I don't want nobody asking me, hey, man, when? <laughs> no, 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 that. But, but you want to compete a lot next year? Yeah, I want to compete more, definitely. You know, I, I like competing, man. I like competing. I like go, going out there, doing my stuff, doing my vlogs. I'm going to get mm-hmm. back vlogging. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a Ali little, little <laughs> thing. Yeah. And are you going to focus more on Gi uh, than a later Go to MMA. Yeah, it's always gi. It's always gi. You, you, you don't really like no gi too much, right? I get hurt or I hurt people. You know, it's like, see, if I, if I train, like, I've never been to a gym where people are used to training gi. But I usually, somebody's going to get hurt, you know, when it's no gi. Because it's too aggressive, you know. Like, if, if you want to score, you, ha- you really have to commit. And I don't like hurting people. I mean... I would like to maybe like going to Hanzo's and see how it looks like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe going to Atos and feel like just see, you know, because everybody say they are different, you know, they, the way they train, the way they get ready and everything. Yeah, how but, so? How are they different? Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. Every, everybody say that they are used to nogi, so they probably gonna have stuff that most people don't, right? They mm-hmm. probably yeah, gonna, yeah. you know, approach the sport different because a whole new, uh, it's a whole another sport. You know, so they probably gonna approach it different. I, w- I wanted to see an experience one day. You know, yeah, yeah. I wanted to do that, especially if you're trying to go into MMA, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yes and no, because MMA there is no jujitsu in MMA, man. You, yeah, you can just small. elbow people in the face. You know, it's, it's it's easier. You don't have to do no jujitsu. You get on top, you elbow. You if you're on bottom, you get up. You know, like there's no. <laughs> 
There is no oh, let me set up this triangle and then. It's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there is no like. That's MMA why a lot of people they they think that the jujitsu in MMA is like really basic. But the truth is, like a lot of jujitsu doesn't work in MMA. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, man. People can't elbow you in the face. You know, like even though you can guess something, man. It's, and MMA people are tough. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You know, they don't. They don't. They're not really looking for a tap. They don't know the concept of tapping. You know, a lot of guys that come from striking or wrestling, it it doesn't go through their head like, oh, I'm gonna tap, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit down and do guard. Like mm-hmm. there's no there, there's not an option, you know. So it's kind of weird. But if you do MMA. Does that mean you're gonna stop doing jujitsu? No. Oh, good. No, no, All right, no, I'm glad no. about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, if I do MMA, it's gonna it's gonna be like for me to feel, you know, like maybe, man, if I love too much, I'll hey man, let me get another one, you know, in two months or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, no, I don't see myself out of jujitsu. You know, like that's that's what I'm that's what I want to do forever. You know, until yeah. I die. Nice. Well, Mohammed, dude, it's been so good to get you here in the studio yeah, today. Yeah, thank you for coming back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank thanks you for guys. sharing some of your stories with us. It's yeah. been really interesting. Is there anything that you'd like to say before we wrap things up? Yeah, man, I promise you guys that I'll be back vlogging and I'll be speaking more English right now. So I'm gonna, you know, do my Portuguese thing over there. I'm gonna keep doing that, but I'm gonna start doing a little more. Even my sponsors, man, they are mad at me, bro. Like we don't sell in Brazil. Yeah. You know, why don't <laughs> yeah. you do both? And I was like, man, it's not easy to put no subtitles. You know, right? How, I do like, know. Man, yeah, yeah, it's a lot subtitles, of work. I, I don't want to start because I want to be consistent. So if you start, people are going, oh, but you did back in the day. I didn't want to do that. But I, I'm going to start. Man, you know, a lot of people think that uh, it's good to learn Portuguese for jiu-jitsu. And it is, right? It's like it helps a lot. You can speak to people in the community. You can travel to Brazil. But... The best thing about speaking Portuguese is that you can watch Muhammad's YouTube channel. And oh if my you, God, <laughs> for real, man, all these guys, they, they, yeah, I come yeah. in every day and I'm like, did you see this on Muhammad's channel? And they're like, no. And, no, and I'm like, of course yeah. you didn't. Damn it. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, learn Portuguese it, and then you can get and some I get done. a little sad too, man. People approach yeah. me all the time and say, man, I, I want to listen. But like, man, some people, they're going to say their students are going to watch, translate, stop, translate. Wow. And then play. And then pause, translate. You know, yeah. I want to talk to these people. You wow. know, yeah. sounds like that's yeah. your next mission. Yeah. Help everybody understand. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Once again, it's been real. It's been amazing. Hour and a half, hour and three quarters, yeah, we man. That's, today, that's huh? blown through that. Yeah. yeah. So I could stay here all day, but we're gonna do some more stuff, right? We sure, did some yeah. stuff in the gym this morning. Mm-hmm. A little breakdown. Breakdowns, right? some yeah. match breakdowns. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, right. We'll do too. some more stuff. Uh-huh. All right, guys. It's been awesome. Thank you so much, Mohammed, for coming in. We'll see you at the next one. Awesome.